name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is born. Many years ago, the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco Bay was delayed by many unfortunate and unforeseen difficulties. One of the most perplexing problems encountered was distinctly a human problem. As the building of the bridge progressed, the workmen were plagued with fear. They knew that for every million dollars spent on constructing the bridge, one workman was usually killed. And so they figured the math, and figured that there would be 35 because it would cost about $35 million for the bridge. And so all of the workers worried. They were afraid that they might be among the 35 casualties. So every conceivable safety precaution was devised and introduced. The men were given steel helmets, non-skid shoes, life preserver jackets, health examinations, special diets to reduce the possibilities of dizziness, but nothing seemed to help. It was obvious that their work was hampered by the anxious thought, what if I should fall into the deadly waters below? And those of us who have been to the Golden Gate Bridge know it's quite a ways from that bridge to the icy cold, shark-infested waters of the San Francisco Bay. Finally, the chief engineer realized it was not the danger of falling that troubled the men, but it was the fear. The fear of falling. If the men could be given some guarantee that even if they did fall from the bridge, they would not be thrown into the water, then that fear would be relieved. And so, the answer, a great rope net was stretched underneath the bridge. Hung under the full length. It sounded ridiculous. It cost $80,000. Nothing in comparison to today's money, I'm sure. But it proved to be an excellent investment. Because the men began to concentrate on their work instead of the possibility and the fear of falling. They worked faster, more efficiently. Nothing had really changed in their working conditions, but now they had a satisfying answer to that troublesome question, what if I should fall from the bridge? Beloved, I give you this fairly lengthy story to encourage all of us to believe and trust and settle in our own hearts with peace that in Christ we have the answer to that very troublesome question that all of us have from time to time. What if I should fall from the bridge of this life? Our brother Duane, as all of us do, had fears, I'm sure. He had fears that probably quietly haunted him, fears that he would be able to provide for his family, right? 
I know he had fears when he was in the military in active duty, being in potential situations, harm's way. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? And I'm sure he had fears about what might happen as, un, as an unforeseen event in his life and in the lives of those around him. That's one of the reasons, I'm sure, why he was very diligent standing at the back of the church there as the usher. The usher par excellence for many years. In fact, when I looked back there and saw him there, I always felt at ease myself. But the one thing that I knew about Duane after, as, as I got to know him more and more through the years, that even though those fears might have been there, I'm sure they were. He didn't talk about it much, but I'm sure they were there because he's human like we all are. He dealt with them. He reached down inside and was able to pull up that courage, that bravery, that sense of watchfulness to watch in case something would happen. He was there. He was there to do something about it. Or at least he was hoping he would be there to do something about it. Or hoping to do something about it. And of course that was drilled into him, I'm sure from a young age, and also underscored by his years in the military. He tried to live by that marine motto, always faithful, semper fidelis. And he was. By the grace of God, he was faithful. He was a faithful worker, tireless in the church, dedicated to the Orthodox faith, dedicated to providing for his family, dedicated to and committed to pushing away any fear that may come to him. And for that, beloved, we can not only find comfort and peace from Christ, but also be encouraged, because that was one of the very significant ways that he showed Christ to us. At times like this, you know, we, in our grief and sorrow, we always want to reflect on those ways that a person, a loved one now departed from us, not only was a good person, but also, even more importantly than that, displayed Christ to all of us. Even though we may not have had the eyes to see it from time to time, but it still happens. We need to have the eyes to see that. We need to have the eyes to see Christ in each other. Which keeps us from going down that dark road of judgmentalism and pulling away from people and not drawing near to them. Because Christ in all of us is constantly wanting to be formed and matured within us. And so as we look at our brother's life, we see those virtues. We see that ability of Duane's to overcome fear, 
to push through it with courage and bravery and watchfulness. Last night it was mentioned that, and I'd also mentioned in my homily yesterday, interestingly enough, about that idea, that reality of a protector. And Joseph, the betrothed, was that way with the Virgin Mary and the infant Christ. Duane was that way with this parish, this community. And in that way, beloved, we can see Christ and rejoice, even in the midst of our sorrow. And Duane knows this now better than all of us. He knows that now in Christ, even though death has snatched him away, he is confident, and we can be confident as well, that underneath, underneath us will be that net of God's love, that net of God's mercy, that net that catches us even in the midst of our fallenness, of our sinfulness, and we all are in that same boat, aren't we? But because of our faith and his faith, we know that Duane has fallen from the bridge of life only to be caught in that net, that net of God's love. And he is now safe in the arms of our Lord. May God give us comfort and peace, especially family members. May God give us that comfort and peace, knowing in the depths of our souls and all of us in the depths of our souls that our God is a merciful God, abundant, immeasurable in mercy and love, covering all of our sins as we have engaged in the life of repentance, giving them to him and asking for his forgiveness, which Duane did. May God give all of us a long and healthy life. May he give us many, many opportunities, beloved, as today we reflect on all of these things. May he give us many opportunities to draw near to him so that when it is our time, we can be assured in the depths of our being that that net of God's mercy, those everlasting arms that are always there, to catch us, will be there to catch us as we take our faithfulness with us to the kingdom of heaven. And that's what Duane is taking today. And that's another thing that he shows us. God be with you all and keep you in his care and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. May the Lord Jesus Christ, our God, who gave his divine commands to his holy disciples and apostles that they should bind and loose the sins of the fallen, we in turn, having received from them the right to do the same, pardon thee, my spiritual son, Duane George, all thy deeds done amiss in this life, both voluntary and involuntary, both now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen.